What's up, everybody? We have MMA Underground. Welcome. We got the co-host, Jay, right over here. And for those of you who don't know, but since most of you probably do, you have Jordan Showtime Hendon. <laughs> well, hey, I know Buddy knows. Jordan doesn't know yet. But before we get going, why don't we show you why we got this man on before his second pro debut. I'm here with Jordan Harrington, <laughs> champion here tonight at Cage Quest 2. That was the 155 pound title. How does it feel? It feels nice. I mean, I've got his 145, now i got his 55. It feels great. Well, it's kind of the same thing as my last fight with Nathan Solon. Uh, Jordan's, uh, I heard he was like big, big bang hitter. And it's just like, you know, instead of getting punched and standing up with the guy trading with him, I'm just going to use the same game plan, take you down, beat you from there, wear him out, and ground a pound if I can slip in that choke, and that's what I did.
Hell yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Taking me down memory lane again. <laughs> Bro, the way you manhandle trained fighters is ridiculous. You make it look easy. That's for damn sure. I'm like, yeah, I should go to the next opponent. So I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah, it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. I just, I mean, my, my mindset is uh, I'm going to go in there and he's ready to beat me up and I'm ready to beat him up. And only one of us has got to come out with that W and I, I got to make sure it's me. So. I yep. train just – I fight just like I train. I put 100% in my training gym, and I always tell people, if you don't go 100% in practice, you're not going to go 100% in your fight. So that's what I do, and it shows in all my fights. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember to carry yourselves, people watching. I was like, he yeah. stroked it because I had too much sugar when I went on my run, and uh, yeah, that was not good. <laughs> I actually uh, have a question for both of you, and I think I've asked Buddy V this before, but with you, uh, Jordan – when you're training, do you do you do hard sparring, light sparring? How is it? What's your thought on the sparring? Uh, so <clears throat> I try to go light, and it depends on who I'm training with during the training days. So, of course, I've got my training partner, Shiloh, a.k.a. Preacher's son, and then I got my training partner, Nathan Stolen, a.k.a. Superman. Uh, those two I tend to go uh, 100% with, and that's just because – all three of us, we both know what all three of us know what each other do. We we know each other's power, and so and we know we can take hits. So we we go all out. But when it's with all the other like the younger group of people, I try to go as light as possible. I do tend to get a little flustered because I mean I'm on a different level right now. I'm pro, and so I want to work a lot harder because I'm trying to get somewhere right now. And we got a lot of guys in our gym that are still young and green. And, you know, they get a little ballsy. You know, oh, I want to train with you now. I want to spar. All right, well, be ready to get hurt. And you get those kids who think they know what they're doing. And then all of a sudden they'll turn their back. They run from you. And I get flustered. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to either knock this kid out or drop him with a body punch. So he learns his lesson. And these last couple actually training uh, sessions that I've had leading up to this new fight, Everybody's been pretty solid. You know, everybody's given me a lot of work and pushed me pretty hard. You know, I think I've finally gotten a lot of the guys' heads. You know, if you're going to go, go with me, prepare to go all out. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, it just depends on who I'm training with at the moment. But definitely I go 100% with Shiloh and Nathan. No, absolutely. Hey, what's up, Monkey? Monkey, what thanks for being here. What's up, boss, what's up? man? Man, so Jordan, I also wanted to know before I forget, did it feel any differently knowing that your last fight was a pro fight? Because, or did it you've been in sanctioned fights? So, was it different at all? Just the like because it's a pro fight, was your mind different? It's weird, honestly. Everybody, a lot of people have asked me that, and it, it didn't feel any different as an amateur. I mean, I know it was a bigger fight, I think. My feelings more was because I was finally, you know, I got more excited and more anxiety because it, it was finally happening. I finally got my pro fight because before this fight, before the last fight, I'd had, what, three fights scheduled and they got canceled on me. So when I finally got that opportunity, it was more of an emotional moment for me because I'm like, wow, I'm finally doing it. But as soon as I got in that cage, I don't know, something in my head just snaps and I zone out. I'm in my own little world. You know, I zone everybody out and... I don't know if all you guys saw the fight, but I mean, I'm a totally different person. Like I'm laughing, I'm smiling, I'm having conversations. Like I'm like a little, I'm different when I'm in the cage. And so um, 
it was weird. I mean, there were definitely a lot more people than I'm used to. And everybody asked if that, if that bothered me at all. And I told him, I was like, no, you know, I've been doing this since I was 19 years old. I'm used to big crowds. I'm used to little crowds. I mean, yeah, this crowd was really big, but like I said, when I get in my zone, I just space out. And then as soon as the fight was over, you know, when I beat the guy, I took off running. That's when everything hit me. And I was like, Oh shit, this just, excuse my language. This just <laughs> happened. And I don't know if you guys know, I got emotional. Cause I'm like, I took eight years off of fighting and to come back and beat a tough opponent who has been doing it for a while and come and beat him the way that I normally don't fight. Like I'm a ground fighter and I stood up and, yeah, I stood up and banged with this guy and I won. So it was very emotional. That was the only difference about the fight was I finally got it done and I did something different for a change. I did watch that. I was blown away with that standing TK. I was just like, holy shit. Make it look, like I said, making it look easy. <laughs> but I had a quick question about all of you here. because There's two main questions I was really excited to ask. One, right. have you guys heard about the Diaz versus the Chimaya fight? Yeah. So that, so that is happening. That's happening. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, are you, oh, you have, what are your thoughts on that real quick? Sorry. I, think, I think he's going to eat four or five, and then throw a slap and get the whole crowd going again. And he's going to eat another four to five. And he's going to, you know, land another good couple of hits, followed by another slap. And then maybe in the second round he'll do, do something. Maybe he doesn't. But generally he is – he has been known to go the whole fight most of the time. So, you know, be that a good or a bad thing, I, I feel like it'll probably be, you know – It'll go to the third round and then turn into something, you know, either, either direction. Because, you know, he got a lot of hate for that, that fight with Leon Edwards. It didn't work out that bad for him, honestly. I think uh, he kind of got – I think he got a little bit of a hard shake on that one. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know if he can finish Jermaine. I mean – who knows? He could, I he think when could, you, you know, but I know. think when you doubt Nate Diaz, that's when he shocks the world because he should lose this fight. Everything tells you he should lose this though. fight, and this is when he too. shocks the world. Yeah, I feel, I feel Diaz. If he can keep it standing up, he'll win. But I feel this guy. Once he feels Nate's, you know. Nate tags him a few times. He's going to go right into his wrestling. And that I feel like that's the only way he's going to beat Diaz is by taking him down. But Diaz is surprising on the ground. The dude's a monster yeah, when he's on the ground. I mean, oh, yeah. so I feel you, this fight could go 50 50. And then he's flipping you off. And, you know, right. Who knows? Like yeah, he's say, got you in the triangle. Well, like, like, yeah, that. <laughs> I think gonna be, it's going to be later on in the fight because he can, yeah, he can go for a long time and keep volume up then, too. See, I, I'm curious to watch it because it's like <clears throat> after you see yeah, yeah, the great ground game that we've already seen, the natural born fighter, like he smacks his opponents, he gets the crowd riled, he knows how to put on a fight. But, I mean, you look at Chimaev and all of his fights, how many finishes he had, his most recent one, you hear his cornerback after the fight getting pissed off at him. He's like, why are you standing and banging? Why did you let it go? It's like, why did you let it finish it? Why did you let it up? So, like, this is really going to be, for me, a feel like a determining factor. If he can end it in, like, the first round or two, then he is this monster badass beast that the whole, every single person is making him out to be. Or he's going to finally be the good challenge with Diaz, and yeah, Diaz is going to push him all the way to the end, and he might come out on top. 
I kind of want Diaz to finish it, though. I, I don't think it'll happen, but I kind of want Diaz to finish it. Just me personally. <laughs> oh, what's up, JJ? I think, uh, yeah, like I said, he he could finish anybody, like anybody in in that, you know, on that level. You know, you can just get hit the one time and go to sleep. So, who knows? I think, I think there's, mm, that one, I, I would have to see a lot more. I'd have to see a lot more reels on, on like, the latest of Diaz's work again because it hasn't really seemed like he's had too much, too much going on. Like, that's actually being super successful like he used to where it's now he just kind of it's, it's staggered. His record is staggering a little bit. So the way, mm, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's got. I don't want to. That's the thing is I don't want to say that he he probably isn't going to win this fight, but it does look that way, which gives me mixed emotions. <laughs> it's like I do want I do want Chimaev to win, but also really want Diaz to win. Oh yeah. So All right. Like, so. Did you guys wa- happen to watch the live stream of the two-year event that, you know, Jay was part of the commentary of? I haven't watched I, the live stream of it, no. I've seen I haven't that. watched it. No, I'm, uh, I'm going to check it out. Too. Not I'm not really, really, I'm yeah. But, yeah, I'll just ask because uh, some of those fights were – they were pretty intense. They got pretty interesting. Uh, since the one fight is out, the one with uh, Beach and Panda Man, great fight. I will say I was there when I saw that oil check. I was like, oh, man. Beach was mad. Mm. <laughs> that was interesting. Buddy <laughs> uh, V, I felt bad. We're in the comments. We're being honest. I'm like, Beach is losing this fight. Dizo's arguing with me. And then Hitman's like, nah, he's losing. And then Beach's mom's is in the comments. And I feel so bad because we're being nice about it. But we're being honest, and it's hard when somebody's mom's in the comments, and you have to be like, "Nah, he's losing." <laughs> right, you're like, dude. Oh man, I don't. Oh, that would bug me. But at the same time, it's just that's kind of how it goes. It's just part of it, you know. One hundred percent of fights, there's gonna be a winner and a loser, you know. So, yeah, we were just being honest, too, about what we were seeing because that's what we were there to do. But it makes you feel bad when somebody's mom, she was great, though, and she was great in the comments, but it still makes you feel bad. And, Buddy V, just so you know, the crazy legs, um, uh, why did I just go blank? A uh, free smoke fight free is smoke? already out, too. That, that was, was really crazy. That was, it was cool to see in person. You could feel the thumps from the, the sweeps, the kicks, the everything. Uh, the energy from the crowd with that one was just intense. You could just that feel was it free smoking crazy legs, just... right? Yeah. And it was I interesting watched that today. Smoke. You're watching that today? Yeah. Very impressed with uh, crazy legs. He, he looked really good. So let that me guys – let me give you a little tidbit of what happened in the live stream. 
So there's five of us on for that fight. Me and four Street Beefs West Coast fighters on doing commentary for that fight. Going into that fight, the energy was up here. It was electric. After that fight, all the energy just died for like the next 15 (laughs) minutes in the broadcast. Because all the West Coast fighters just lost all their energy after that. Because like everybody (laughs) thought Free Smoke was going to win. And then Crazy Legs came out. And they were honest, though. They're like, man, 2-1 Crazy Legs. You know? Like, it was just, yeah. Yeah. yeah mean, crazy Legs, he looked he looked solid, you know. I mean, I've trained with him before. And I think his biggest problem was his conditioning, one. And his confidence wasn't there. And I know I had a few talks with him about it before when I used to train with him. I was like, dude, you got to have a swag about you. You got to know that you're good and you – you, you can't let just because somebody hits you hard, you can't let that get to your head. Like if you want to do this, you got to be ready for anything. And I think just a bunch of us talking to him, it boosted his confidence. And then, like I said, just the last few fights, I've, I've seen improvement from each fight since the last time I've trained with him. And this last fight, he looked really good. I definitely wouldn't want to be hit by him now. <laughs> I'm interested um, for that. Yeah, right. it was a good fight. And I think, I think Free Smoke wasn't as active as I everybody thought he was going to be, and I mm-hmm. think that was his downfall because I don't think he fought a terrible fight. I just don't think he was active enough. And Crazy Legs was more active, and that's how he got the win. Yeah, they both looked amazing. I mean, like like you said, um, Free Smoke, he he could have done a little more, but when he was doing it, I mean, that man was on point with his shots. But I think. If you watch towards the end when Crazy Legs started doing the leg kicks, if the if they would have gone one more round and Crazy Legs hit that, his legs would have been done. Crazy Legs was eating them legs up. Oh, the crazy That's thing a- is, Free Smoke's only been training a year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, he he's solid. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. <laughs> For a year, that that's pretty legit. Get him in a. Is it, do you know what gym he's at? You know, is he in a big gym or is he just doing his own no, thing? Just, I think for the most part, he trains with just the West Coast Street Beast West Coast fighters. Oh so man, I think they get do that a man in that. a big gym. So is that is that just like like real mat time or just sparring the whole time? I don't know. We had him on a week before the fight and he had told us he had only been training for like a year and that I think he said he goes to a gym once in a while, but a lot of it's with other dudes. And then after seeing him fight a few times and I believe him, he said he just has this ability to like be shown something and just do it. Mm. Yeah. Like if, if he puts in a whole bunch of consistency somewhere, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, that that event was pretty crazy, though. It seems like, you know, Crazy Legs has been steadily getting better and better, so leaps and bounds are always possible with people. I'm excited to see that fight. What was the official decision on that one? I think it was two to one, but Crazy Legs won it for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. He just seems so strong for a 160-pounder, too, like when he just shoves you off or – when he throws a punch or a kick, Crazy Legs seems really strong to be in there with. Oh, he he's, he's a strong dude. He's definitely strong. Like I said, just a few times I've rolled around with him. He's strong, but like I said, he um, 
as soon as he feels your power or feels you overtaking him, he his confidence goes down. And so I'm hoping wh- whatever gym he's at, they're keeping his confidence up and letting him know, hey, yo, dude, you know, shit happens. Just keep going, keep going. And like I said, just watching this fight, it looks like they've definitely been working good with him because he just kept – usually he, he doesn't keep pressure, and he was keeping a lot of pressure, wasn't backing up as much as he used to, and he was throwing more than just one punch or one kick. He was throwing combos, and that was surprising to see too. Like I was – I don't know how many times I got said I was impressed. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. He's training with Coach TC and Viking Warrior and those guys. Yes. I be- yeah, I think that's where I've seen him in the photos, okay. at least. That's a pretty – there's some monsters in that gym, too, oh, yeah. though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you I been training been with, for a while. Have you been training with Shiloh for this fight? Yeah, so – yeah, it's mainly been me, Shiloh, and Nathan training because we were supposed to get Shiloh on this card, but they can't find him a, an opponent. And there was talk about the guy that he had lost to the last show, but we don't want to give him that rematch just yet, especially considering that was one of Shiloh's first fights in Boise. So unfortunately, Shiloh won't be fighting, but Shiloh's definitely been a huge help with me at practice, you know, having just a big body like his you know, putting pressure on me and, and him with the reach is helping me with my movement. And then of course, you know, I got my boy, Nathan, just an all around, you know, monster dudes fought for Bellator. He's fighting a guy out of the UFC. And, um, I've always had mad respect for Nathan. Even when we were, up, you know, we weren't training partners. We were, we actually fought each other once upon a time. And, um, that's how we became training partners. And even then before I even, knew I was supposed to fight Nathan. Like I just heard word around town about how tough he was. And I had saw him on YouTube a few times. I'm like, Oh man, hope I don't run into this dude one day. And unfortunately it happened, but something good came out of it. And now I've got, I've got probably the best training partners for this fight right now is Nathan and Shiloh. And then of course we got our young guy, Jeremy Roberts, who we're trying to get a fight for here soon. He's a tough little dude. Hopefully we can get him on street beast one of these days. Shout out, happy little, birthday, little Shiloh, just before I forget. Yes, happy, happy birthday, birthday Shiloh. Shiloh. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, he's getting old. <laughs> How old is he? I want to say he's 20, 25, 26, I believe. Right he, 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 he's catching up. He's catching up. I like it. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Pardon? Did you? Oh, look at who! Look at who decided to come back and join us. Hey, 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 sorry about that. So my phone said it overheated real quick. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a good timing, buddy, because I was just about to ask these guys, and I wanted to ask you too. Do you guys see the uh, Patty Batty comments after the UFC fight? Not the comments. No. Okay, well, here, I have them for you, so watch them quick, because I'd like to talk about this. I want to dedicate this fight to little baby Lee, little warrior. Like, more of a fighter than any of us will ever be. But also, I woke up on Friday morning at 4 a.m. to a message that one of my friends back home had killed himself. This is uh, five hours before me weighing. So Ricky, lad, 
that's for you. But there's a stigma in this world that men can't talk. Listen, if you're a man and you've got weight on your shoulders and you think the only way you can solve this is by killing yourself, please speak to someone. Speak to anyone. People would rather, I know I'd rather me make cry on my shoulder than go to his funeral next week. So please, let's get rid of this stigma and men start talking. Wow. But I was actually just telling my wife while we were watching, because we have it on our TV right now, too. Um, no, I, I agree. You know, I grew up in a pretty rough upbringing. I had a lot of, I held in a lot of emotions. I mean, and so hearing that speech yesterday, or not yesterday, but Saturday, it kind of touched home to me because I was one of those guys. I didn't like talking about my feelings, and it would build up to where I'd get emotional and lash out. And... It took my wife getting upset and telling Jordan, you know, you need to go get help. Something is going on and, you know, it's not okay for you to be feeling like that. And, you know, I, a lot of my friends were always, oh, you know, Jordan, you're always this happy-go-lucky guy, da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, well, that's what you guys think. But in fact, back behind, you know, I'm wearing a mask, hiding my emotions. And I finally went and got the help I needed and went and saw a therapist. I mean, I'm able to talk to my wife about my emotions now. I've talked to my coach. My coach has definitely helped me out a lot. I mean, I rarely ever cry. And I think that man has seen me cry more than my own wife has seen me cry because I just had so much built up. And I mean, I was one of those guys that thought about suicide. But luckily I had people to back me up and I got the help I needed and was able to go communicate with people. And now here I am, you know, anytime I feel like I'm stressed out, I can speak about it and talk to my friends and that weight is off my shoulder now. And so I, I agree, you know, I get it. We're guys. We think we're tough. We don't think we should have to show emotions. But at the end of the day, like we do. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get picked on for crying. You know, people are gonna call you a puss and this and that. But at the end of the day, my life is what matters. I got a family, and I don't care what you think about me. I want my health, and I want to be here at the end of the day, and not let this anger and all these emotions take over where I end up. People end up losing me, and so like he said. Us men, we need to start talking and communicating with one another. You know, your friend's phone number ain't that far. You know, his phone, just call. You got a buddy down the road, go over there and talk to him. Fuck, call me. <laughs> right. Well, so, I grew up yeah. in an Italian household where it was, don't cry. I'll give you something to cry about. Boys, don't yep. cry. And I, my wife has been with me since I was 23, so she's watched a huge change. But I was hot-headed, not trying to hear that shit, um, not trying to talk about my feelings, you know, letting words bother me, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, no, I agree. The more people that kill that idea that we're supposed to just bottle all that shit up, the better off everybody will be. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. Oh, no. When you learn to express yourself in a certain way to be able to let go of that certain thing and talk about it, it's almost once you have that weight off your shoulders, you're able to be fully who it is that you are meant to be. But it's like, yeah, you have this anger that holds you back. I had a lot of the, you know, like you said, you slip down the road and you start crying about it. And it's like, you can either talk, don't talk about stuff, you get mad, you ball in, ball in, and then all day long I'm going around being mad at my kids, mad at my girl for what? Because I'm pissed off about some shit. 
Yeah, but that's it's like you let that shit, you can let it go. You can talk to somebody you look like anybody, and I mean, it really can help out, helps you out as a person, I felt mentally, spiritually, physically, the whole nine yards. And um, I feel we're at a breaking point where people are starting to push past these the old, out with the old ones and new kind of thoughts, you know. And uh, you know, men are people, and I think a big part of it is with uh, different pushes around the world, how with the way things are going, that's all I'm gonna say. It's more acceptable for there to be emotions, and so now I feel like men are able to start dipping their toes into the water and saying, "Hey, this is okay for me too," and start checking it out. I think another thing that that would be like super, I'd say beneficial is like some people don't always say stuff. Like I've got a lot of friends that they they will bottle that shit up anyways. And like, like you, sometimes you have to be like, hey, bro, how you doing today? And then sometimes you even have to like kind of dig into them before they tell you what's going on. I feel yeah. like there's probably a lot of people like that. Just because I've got like a good handful of people that I know that do that. And you just got to be like, dude, why acting this way? This is not normal. And they'll, they'll get to that point, but you don't see them get to that point. You just see them when they're at that point, you know? The whole way there, sometimes it could have been a week ago, a month ago, something, you know, happened. You got to let them know, like, hey, dude, you can just tell us, you know, like you and your friends. And you kind of have to put that out there, too, like in your own way. Like, you don't have to necessarily, you know, butt into their life, but, you know, just a checkup. Sometimes maybe that person's just waiting on that one opportunity that you ask them what's going on, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, it just sometimes just telling me what's going on makes my friends not even worry about it anymore. You don't hear about it no more. They just they got it out. You know, I think it's great that you super beneficial. Oh, sorry. I think it's great that you see a UFC fighter, an alpha male come out to other males because younger dudes are going to be like Patty the Batty said it's cool. You know, like it. Yeah. They're going to be all calling in. They're going to be right calling fighters. Is. Yo, man, I'm not mad at you, but I'm going to kick your ass because I don't like what you did. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I think, <laughs> I think it's cool that we see a lot more of that in a lot more forms of media. And it's really good. I think it's really good for this sport because a lot of people are doing this. They don't have a great background. No. Like, and I mean, you know, I'm one of those dudes. I know most of the people that I in my friend group up there in Washington aren't are like that. You know, they just they had to make that good, you know? And that makes you a different kind of dude. Yeah. It definitely does. I mean, if it wasn't for MMA and just having the people I'm surrounded by in my gym or even my wife, you know, I preach my wife all the time when this kind of conversation gets brought up because if it wasn't for her honestly wouldn't i'd still be that angry bottled up um thing of emotions and i mean my biggest thing was i would bottle everything up so much that when i'd come home because i knew this was my comfort zone i could let it all out at home but at the end of the day i wasn't hurting anybody else but my wife and my kids because they'd see me blow up and i'm to my in my mind i'm thinking they should understand so then when i realized oh fuck i can't do it at home i'm just gonna keep bottling up so that's when I'd start, you know, going to the gym. And like I said, Jacob, like you said, you know, having just somebody ask you how you're doing, Jacob, 
Like he knows when I'm in a good mood, a bad mood, an annoyed mood. And every time I come to the gym, how you doing, bud? And now we work together and the same thing at work. How you doing, bud? And we'll have a conversation about it. And, you know, and that's one thing I try to tell guys at our gym. Like we just had a kid lose a girlfriend and he came in, you know, all nonchalant, like nothing happened, smile on his face. And you could see it. He was slowly breaking out, breaking down during practice. And we took him in the back room and we just told him, dude, just let it out. And I mean, the kid broke down, told us everything. And I'm just like, we told him, you know, this is your family. Don't be scared to talk. If you're feeling some kind of way, just let it out. Talk to us, bro. So I just think people need to be, uh, like you said, people need to just check up on their friends, you know? Oh, yeah. There's still a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not good. Like, okay. You don't have to be like that. You can can have a good friend. All the way back in the day, people had good friends. And the old manly time when people would kill each other, they'd all be like, brother. (laughs) So another UFC question, but on a different note. So it's rumored that at UFC 280 that Sterling will be defending his title against TJ Dillashaw. And how the hell does Dillashaw get a title fight that quick? I was just about to ask, what? Against who? That's... Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw is the rumor. Uh, against who? Versus TJ Dillashaw. Against Alderink for his belt. Yeah, I don't see how TJ Dillashaw. When I saw that on Facebook, I was like, "How? What has TJ done for?" I mean, I haven't seen the dude fight since the Cody Garbrandt fight. And Daniel White would not dismiss it today on Pat McAfee. He kind of like circled the question and moved on. So, I think TJ had one fight since his EPO suspension. Yeah, there's no way he should be having this. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, do you should you even have that opportunity? Is that cheated? No, that's it. That's my question. You've got dudes that have been fighting to get that opportunity since TJ got in trouble. So, yeah, I'm confused on how he's even getting a shot. And I mean, like, yeah, maybe he gets to still do stuff, but I mean, I don't know if that's like. Like, do you really? I feel. I don't know, man. I feel if it happens, it's the UFC trying to force TJ back into a a belt status to all of us. Like, they like, Mm -hmm. oh, we got, and I'm not saying that he is, but I think a lot of people go, oh, we got a weak champion. We can give him to him. TJ can beat him. TJ can be champ again, and we can continue the build we were having with TJ before this EPO suspension. (laughs) This is a video game. This is real life. You can't just come out like that. There's other rules, stuff you have to follow. I mean, if that's the case, shoot, after John Jones got a job with all history, he would keep straight back. Don't play. <laughs> exactly. What about Sugar Sean versus Yan? I know everybody thinks Yan is going to kill Sugar. I think Sugar's going to shock the world. You don't think so? Man. I might be wrong. I bet against Yan way too much, and I lose every time. I like Sugar. I like him. I like him a lot. He's a good fighter. But if you watch his fights, like, who has he really fought that's up there? I get it. I get that. Nobody's really even tested him on that level. I get that. Well, that's but what I'm, he that, is so accurate of a striker, and he's got knockout power. I just think 
And like I said, I bet against John and lose every time. I never give the dude he respect he deserves, and I realize it. But yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. But you got to think, John's trying to. He wants to get his belt back because he lost it. The, he lost it the first time against Sterling, and then didn't Sterling choke him out the second fight? Oh, I don't know how it ended, isn't it? Yeah, Sterling choked him out so. the second fight. I believe so. That was a, so he's that man's on a mission, and yeah. I feel O'Malley is in a world of hurt right now. I mean, yeah, he's a tough fighter. He's he's good with his punches, but he's never gone against somebody tough like that. And oh, I yeah. feel, I feel he's he's gonna get destroyed. I mean, if, I if, hope he brings a, his A game and can put up a good fight. But I, I, I just don't see it happening. Vera. And y'all, the season fighter, I mean, look at uh, Sugar Sean. It's like when he fights, he usually sets the pace. He's the one taunting his opponents. He's the one being borderline cocky. And I get it, the confidence yeah. you have it, it's there. But when you face someone who can apply that pressure right back at you, someone that you're not able to push around, someone who's going to be able to go tip for tat and who has more skill and more experience than you, I mean, I I, I want to say Sugar Sean, I really do. I'm a huge fan, but it's just one of those things like. Personally, am I gonna jump and I can't go with him? So yeah, like I like him I too, to. but I'm on the same thing. I, I just I wouldn't put my money on sugar. Why do I feel like this is all the same stuff I heard right before Connor murked Jose Aldo? Oh. All right. I mean, this guy. I don't know. <laughs> I do. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm right. I'm just saying I feel like it's the same thing I heard, and that's what shocked that, the world. That fight was different because Jose Aldo let his emotions get the better of him, and he didn't set things up. And Connor played a good game by getting into his head. He took a little too far, and if you look at Jose and his past, like he is very passionate about his home, his family. So Connor knew what he was doing, but. O'Malley and the other dude, like you aren't seeing this back and forth. Right. They're gonna let their fighting do the talking. And like I said, what's his face has he's on a mission to get that belt back. He lost it at a cheap he did an illegal knee to the dude's face, and then he gets choked out the second fight thinking he's gonna go win. That man's on a mission. And Sean O'Malley, like I said, he's tough. He can hit, but I just he hasn't fought somebody as experienced as this guy. What do you think, Brett? Monkey, what do you think? I'm thinking I, – I really do think it's probably going to yawn. Like, I mean, that soccer injury that Cheeto Vera gave him was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, that, I don't know. I think – So, you're the only one that wants sugar, Sean, Jay? That's who I picked. Yeah, I think it's the shock of the world. I think he's super accurate with knockout power. I think he's got sneaky kicks. And maybe, like I said, I could be completely wrong. I'm always wrong when I bet against Jan. Always. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to see how that one goes. Uh... So I was going to ask you, Monkey, when was the next time you were going to uh, come out to the scrapyard to fight? And if so... Do you have any opponents that you might want to see? Because I mean, personally, just gonna have to put this out here real quick. I got a little list because you know, White Lightning, Bob Bulldozer, he's pretty good. But you know, I felt like you weren't pressured. How would you do with the short guy who puts that pressure on and comes back at you? 
I want to fight too explosive, but he's done at the scrapyard, so I won't get my chance for that. I like JD, this guy that came out. He's the one that busted Simo's cheek on the cage after he got mad. Simo wrestlers, I'll go blow for blow. And let's see, Oni has been coming out. He's been a good fighter. He's stuck at 155. He's taller than lengthy. If he thinks he could take me, let's see it. Because he, he has a couple good wins. And so, you know, if that's the case, come see me because I got a couple wins too. So we got a good close record. And the intellectual, you finished your last fight first round. I think you would be a very good match for me and I'd be a good match for you. I'm going to push you to your limit. And I don't think you're going to beat me personally. So you want to bring it? I'm right here. So anyone on that list, you hear it? You're on my list, but I'll still fight whoever Steve puts me against. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think you pulled out a now, list. I don't, I don't know if I'm right or not, but I think I'm actually fighting Doughboy. I might be wrong. Um, MMA? Or? Yeah, MMA. Um, I think that'll be a good fight. You and Doughboy. That's yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, that's a that's a done deal. That's a good the whole the whole thing looks great, you know. Like, I think I think that would be a great fight. Now, he he said he may or may not be there August twenty seventh. So, you know. And then, since that's you at the scrapyard, Jordan, with your fighting, I know that uh, you stay a little bit out there. Is it ever hard for you to try to get promotions for a fight, or is it hard trying to do travel expenses, having to go all over to be able to get these fights? So the promotion part is pretty tough because my manager lives in Texas. So trying to get me promotions here in uh, Washington, because he used to live here, but he moved over there, you know, whatever his reasonings are. So trying to get promotions is pretty tough. I had a couple lined up. One of my promotions actually was supposed to start – early July, but that didn't go through because they had some switching around in their business. And, um, so right now these two fights are coming out of my pocket, you know, the traveling, but luckily my hotel is getting paid for and all that. So, I mean, I'm not too mad about it. I wish I didn't have to pay for my own flight. Actually, no, this flight's not getting paid for. I'm not paying for it. Thankfully, Nathan Stolen hooking me and the coach up with his uh, his um, whatever it is and so <laughs> but my wife unfortunately and her and my son they have to pay for their ticket but yeah you know I'm trying to get me some promoters you know to promote me and living in Aberdeen it's a little tough you know with all our business not being super big and that's one of the reasons why you know I'm doing what I'm doing because I want to put our town on the map just like Nathan does like any of us that come into Aberdeen and want to go far, like we want to put the Harbor on the map. And so I've been trying to stay local with my promotions just to kind of build up our comp businesses around here. Yeah, but like yeah. I said, you know, with COVID and everything, it's making things hard. You know, a lot of companies around here are struggling to get back on their feet. And so I'm not, it, I'm not stressing about it just because I know I'm sitting pretty, you know, with my job I have and stuff. But it's going to come to a point where, you know, I'm going to have to start traveling further and I'm going to have to start going to bigger gyms to train and I'm going to need that extra help. And so anybody that's listening and you want to promote your boy, <laughs> help me out. It'll be appreciated. But as of right now, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm not struggling. I'm not stressing about it because, like I said, I know COVID's played a big part on it. I mean, it even shot me in the ass. You know, as soon as everything was said and done, I'm slowly getting back where we were before it all happened. So 
I'm being understanding. So that's why I'm not out there blowing people's DMs up saying, hey, you want to promote me or going door to door? Hey, promote me, you know, because I understand, you know, life. Everybody got kicked in the ass with life and it is what it is. Well, where can they reach you if they want to promote you? Let them know where to reach you. So you can look me up on Instagram. It is Showtime MMA 22 on my Instagram and Jordan Harrington on Facebook. I'd give you guys my cell phone number, but I mean, uh, I'm sure. No, that's no, Facebook, it's Instagram. Us. It's just between us, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll bleep it out like in a TV show. Your number is 555. Five, five. <laughs> zero, zero, 001. There you go. <laughs> so I was curious because you saw you brought about, you know, COVID starting to come to an end. I know that both of you have, uh, you know, further aspirations with all your fighting, but I was curious if you had any, like, short-term goals for maybe the next year with COVID lifting up. You can put the pedal to the metal if you had anything you were kind of going to try to do. Hmm. I'd say... Now, I had wanted to do a lot more livestock, like, and I wanted to have a certain, like, not necessarily a certain amount numerically but i did want to fill my space up as far as like the the allotted space i had for chickens i wanted to get a lot more chickens by now so i still have a lot a lot to do on that one mainly just so that way i can actually you know sell eggs and then have more eggs to sell immediately basically um i think i think i'm I'm probably going to be doing carrots next year. Hey. It didn't work out this year. Like, my whole box was just bad. It was just not good. Like, the whole bed died out. It was it was actually quite annoying. I tried it twice. It didn't work out. Dang. Probably, probably more chickens, carrots. More chickens, less roosters. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I don't want I don't want any more roosters. Like having one, you know, just if you're doing like a small breeding area, and you have the one that's cool, doesn't really bug you that much. You have two of them, you're clawing your eyeballs out, and you're trying to cut your ears off. You have you have any more than that, and you're just having a all out bad time. You're doing better why. than me because I tried the chicken thing, and I I hated having chickens as pets. <laughs> They, well, I mean, I don't eat them. I eat their eggs. So it's like they, they stay a considerable amount of space away from me and I get free food. So every now and then, every now and then dogs, other birds or something else gets a free meal, but. Or my, or you could have a mother-in-law like mine. You give her your chickens because you don't want them at your house no more, and you come over she for dinner one day, and she cooks your favorite chicken. So, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. dude, Listen, I'm gonna say this chicken was beautiful. It was black. It had the long feathers down the legs. It was a gorgeous chicken. And I come over one day. I'm looking at her chicken coop, and I'm like, "Where the hell did my chicken go?" Walk in the yeah. house, we're eating chicken. It's like, oh, he's your chicken right here. Okay, Martha, thanks. Thank you. So, have you guys seen the pest that great. movie? Pardon? Have you seen the pest with John Luigi Zamo? No, I haven't. 
oh, there's a scene where yeah, he like he does all these different skits and different characters. He's working at like a Chinese place, and he's late. He's like the guy's like, I'm gonna file your ass. He's like, no, I was walking my pet duck and is serving it. He's like, oh, quacky, quacky, my <laughs> duck, my dog. I'm gonna have to sue this place if I don't get him extra crispy with MSG and soy sauce. Oh boy, <laughs> dude, <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you something about raising chickens, man. I have spent more money on chickens probably than I did this vehicle. Like, you can't save them. You can't save them from nothing. They're just going to die. Like, they're a very vulnerable <laughs> animal. So, like, if there's, if you live in my, like, in, in my area, it's very rural. So, like, if you're in that kind of environment, man, everything's trying to prey on your chickens. And they, they're getting in there. Like, <laughs> they are getting in there, best believe. Because you could have, like, multiple of the same species try the same thing over and over and over again and you'll never know it's happening at night and then eventually one actually gets the piece off of whatever they're trying to break into and they're able to get in there so you know like you really got to watch them even if you got like your own little fence and everything they can still get in there it's pretty crazy you need a ring on your chicken coop a ring yeah yeah, they ring doorbell, so when they walk by, <laughs> shit turns on, shows you what's messing with the chicken coop. They but say, I knew it was my neighbor the whole time. They say that you can get an owl, like a fake owl, and put it out there, and then all predatory birds are going to stay away from there. So, like, literally 50% of your problem, gone. But your mammal problem still exists. Best way to kind of buy time for each animal is like ammonia or something like that or you can make just a giant place out of wood you know you could do just something that it'd, it'd take like a bear to get into uh, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to make fortresses but like if you're housing a lot then sometimes you don't necessarily want it to be like a like a topped situation you know because then yeah. you have you have problems with their their uh, feces if you don't clean it up. Then it would who's be, that yeah, uh, UFC fighter bad. that's a farmer? Pardon? Who's that UFC fighter that's a farmer? Bro, Bryce Mitchell, he's the man. Thug nasty. Wasn't Matt Hughes a farmer too at one time? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, so. I think Brock Lesnar does some farming too. He looks huh. like he looks like he farms corn. I don't know why. That's just like if I had to pick what kind of farmer he is, he's a corn farmer. He's a horse breeder. <laughs> so at oh, what, I know you're not thinking this far ahead fight wise, but after you go in on the six, Jordan, and you beat this dude's ass, what are you thinking? Huh. Hopefully, hopefully getting something afterwards. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm 32 years old. I mean, I want to make it big, you know, before it's too late. You know, I wish I would have done it a while ago, but, you know, family, work and stuff. But I'm trying to get as many fights as possible, as soon as possible. That way I can at least get my shot. And I mean, and what happens from there happens. And if not, you know. At least I had a good run at my pro career, you know. I just want to, 
I want my pro career to be like my amateur career. You know, I ended my amateur career 15 and three with five belts. And I want my pro, my pro career to be bigger than that. And then eventually be able to tell people, you know, I'm going big now. You know, like I said, my goal is to put our, my town on the map. And, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people come out of this town. Like we just had a local kid from our high school. He got signed by the Saints, but unfortunately they didn't work out. I mean, we've had this guy, Adam Big Hill, who got signed to my favorite, the Saints. And then he went back to Canadian League. You know, then you got my buddy Nathan, who's fought in Bellator a couple times, you know. So we're slowly putting us on the map. But, you know, mine and I believe Nathan's goal and possibly Shiloh's goals is to get up there and, the, you know, eventually the UFC, you know, and show them that us Grace Harbor boys, we can throw down too. Yeah. That's the shit. Fuck with that. Yeah, but, Ooh, I mean, so my phone keeps saying it's getting warm again because they're over here. We're fighting our heat wave in Washington. Would you guys mind if I just did my real quick buddy these five minutes of the watch in case our phone goes out? Do your thing, buddy. Here we go. Buddy V's fighters to watch. Oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. see, my phone lagged on that. All right, real quick. OGR, Cassius Clay, his last fight, he ended dude with a mean hook. And I mean, he just stepped into it, nice footwork, came across, whole body turned, bam, out cold. It was it was a clean fight. So I like, I think that was his first fight. I couldn't see anything else with him. So I'm curious to see what he does with street beats. Uh, some people come out, they don't do anything. Some people come out and they really start making it work for them. Two, Dirty South, see me no more. I was curious because he fought this guy and um, I forgot whose opponent it was. And as they're fighting, the see me no more was in a headlock. And this guy's like, I'm going to choke you out. This is my fight, my fight. Well, he gasses himself. And he ends up trying to relocate. He does like uh, uh, 12 to 6. And then Wade, who was wrapped in the fight from West Coast, broke it up. Like, hey, don't do that. So the guy, seriously, he's breathing so hard. He could barely even talk. He's like, oh, F things. I don't need him. He look at him. He's done. He's going to lose. Look at him. I don't this fight. He's going to lose. As he can barely breathe, barely stand up, walks out of the cage. That's it. Stevie Norman stands up and he's like, really? That's it? So I want to see what he could do. I feel like that was just not fair. His opponent was his opponent knew that that's all he had, and he was done. And I see the more got to whoop that ass, so he had to walk out the cage. <laughs> Three, West Coast. It was like punches or one punch. He is cold. So he fought a guy who was a fighter from a gym. He beat him, and I think he knocked him out. Then the guys, I don't know if it was his coach or his higher up teammate, came out and one punch beat him too. And then just said, anyone from that gym get this and that. I instantly became a, like, a fan. Just, what the hell? Okay, you're talking this shit and you're backing it up like that. Let's see who's really going to put through. So those are my three. And I didn't pick it up from the scrapyard because we had a great two year anniversary. And I'm just going to tell you, go watch all those fights. Over half the fights, didn't even go to the judges. Lots of heart, lots of fun time. If you're going to watch a fighter, watch Buddy V because I called out all those people today. I'm going to see who hits me back. <laughs> oh, hell yeah! I say you should just get them all in the cage and fight them all. Right? Yeah. Same day, Same day fight. I think I'm I ready. Know, I don't know who it was up there that I was talking to about 
a Royal Rumble MMA match, could you imagine how insane that would get? Oh, like boy. right after you two guys get hit with like a flying heel hook or something. We do the whole, <laughs> we do the whole roster of each of each weight, right? Hey, that means you got to join into this if it happens. Yeah, I'm already gonna be in there. Why not? <laughs> All right. Like, uh, so we gotta be fair. So when we wild. pick fighters, we gotta be like spin the bottle or something. Whoever it lands on, that person goes in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I couldn't imagine how you would even ref that because you need you need twice the amount of ref interference like three refs at one time. Man, that would be wild it sounds like a video game thing even if you did like uh like we could do those old school uh well no they don't look that old have you guys seen those videos of like two on two and then the one on three they look old, but I think it's just bad footage. They still do that I've kind of stuff in of what? Them. Russia? Yeah. Those fights are crazy. They did the grandpa and son versus some some chick, and the chick just destroyed the <laughs> old man and the boy. I was like, Jesus. And she was a big girl. And But I'll give it to grandpa, though. Grandpa got up and kept trying to scrap. And then That's the grandson good. standing behind the grandpa getting ready to throw punches. And every time the girl would get up to look at the kid, he'd take off running. Grandpa took yeah. an ass whooping, though. <laughs> My yeah. father told me that the video. Team. There's one. There's one that really that really stood out to me. It's this ginormous dude versus three regular sized guys, and he just man, he just kills everybody. He knocked two of them out. And then just sat down on the third one and just started beating the fuck out of them. It was bad. Like, I don't, they always seem strictly one-sided like that. The rules are always really one-sided over there. Like, this guy is going to fight, like, two bears. Or we're going to have, like, a fish versus these four eagles. It's crazy. They, uh, <laughs> they had another one where it was three guys. But imagine, like, not not a ring like a boxing ring but one that's super elongated it's like a big rectangle and then one you know one group stands on this side and the other one's on the other and they just run at each other and that's how they fight but it's a super thin space it's just enough space for three guys to stand in the middle like a like a like the blood sport kumite mat sort of but i mean like it's it's literally just like a very slender rectangle like that there's just oh. enough space for three guys to be there damn and so it, it it was really weird. There's a lot of them. Uh, damn, what is that thing called? I can't remember what it was. Well, Monkey, I have a video here. Why don't I play this and then you talk about this afterwards? Hey, it's your boy Monkey. What to do? I just wanted to let y'all know I got some new shirts coming out. We're collabing with Zool. So you already know it's going to be some good stuff. Stay tuned. Actually, at this next event, I'm going to have some more of those. Uh, I actually asked Buddy if he could make a bunch of them the other day. I don't know if you've seen that or not. But, yeah, I I am doing those. It's still happening. You can still get those. They're still on the website. And I believe... I believe I should have enough of them to just run out there on the 27th with just like a big ass box 
So if you need one, return to Monkey. All right, guys. Jordan, thank you so much for being here. Um, I know that Aiden is a 14-year-old who's training, who happens to be Fire Chicken's um, cousin. And he had a couple questions, if you guys didn't mind. Oh, go ahead. So I've wanted to be in the UFC since I was seven years old, and my dad showed me a clip of Brock Lesnar in the UFC. Ever since, I did Taekwondo and made the national tournament. I do Muay Thai and wrestling. I work out four days a week, have scars on my hands from hitting punching bags until my knuckles split open. My question is, what do any of you think could help me take myself to another or take I can read today. Take myself another step ahead, or if you think I'm taking the correct steps. Well, certainly hand wraps. Hand wraps, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Hand wraps like a mug, bro. Like you need that is that is also your protection. Like, like that's to protect you, not the bag. Like that, dude. Let me tell you. Try striking that thing with MMA gloves, and you'll see like those little pieces on your. On your knuckles, man, they get ate up, like, real bad. Even if you're throwing – and a lot of people say hit with, you know, those two, and some people say the bag three. But either way, whatever knuckle you're hitting, sometimes you will kind of scrape it. So, you know, that's kind of unavoidable even with the hand wraps. But with regular gloves and a hand wrap, that's probably the best way to do that, I'd say. Um, If he's – if he's getting cuts on his hands from – I've never gotten a cut on my hand from punching without wraps inside a, a boxing glove, but I suppose you could, then maybe the wraps would still help with that as well. Um, I'm not a fighter, but after reading that, the only thing that popped into my head was some BJJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is he – so he's trying to – he said he was trying to do MMA – wasn't he? I would I would probably I mean you don't have to, but it's so important to. Like I've seen people get by without, but man, dude, maybe one day you're fighting Demetrius Johnson and he can just do everything, you know? Like he can do everything at the same time. He can hit you with strikes in the transitions to the takedown and then decide where to go in that transition and then do the takedown and do it, which is crazy. And some people, there are some dudes I've seen that can just do that right out the gate. And then they start training shit. And they get okay. super crazy. He's doing good so, already right now. I mean, he's got the wrestling. Since he's got wrestling, he can get jiu-jitsu like that. But I mean, it's pretty much yeah. the same sport. I mean, a little more technical, but it's still the same sport, except for jiu You can fight off your back wrestling you can't so you mix those two together i mean that's one thing that helped me out i was a wrestler in high school i got a little a taste of somebody beat me up with jits and i was like man i gotta learn that and honestly that's what's helped me even it's even improved my wrestling a lot better i feel like he's taking the right steps but like like um thomas said you know hand wraps you know there's you're gonna hurt yourself punching a punching bag without the wraps you know you don't want to have nasty hands by the time you're my age because I was one of those kids, too, that I was tough and could punch anything without getting hurt. And here I am, 32, with had shattered knuckles, boxer fractures, you know. So make sure you're, you know, using the proper gear. If you do decide to start training, you know, make sure you're rocking the headgear. I mean, 
don't be like me. Oh, this is stupid. It's not good because it definitely helps because then you forget like I do and he can't <laughs> talk sometimes. So I, I feel like Aiden, you're going the right way. You know, just keep pushing and grinding, buddy. Um, you're still young. I, I didn't start till I was 19. So, you know, just keep pushing and grinding and just be smart. And, you know, if this is something you really want to do, you know, keep keep going. Why do I feel like this kid has got nasty leg kicks with Taekwondo and Muay Thai, right? Like, I just feel like there's some nasty kicks coming from this kid. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I pictured a kid, like you watching those Japanese movies where they're just floating in the air. I just pictured <laughs> some kid doing that. Yeah. Just bouncing from fucking bamboo to bamboo, <laughs> kicking guys across the face. No, I, I've always I, wondered, if, like how how far you can actually jump forward and up, and if you could actually do some like you think somebody could actually land a kick with the full power of that momentum and land on their feet right if they were to go from one end of the scrapyard cage all the way to the other. You think that's even possible? Like you would have to. Just just jumping that high and that far, you would have to dedicate a very large amount of time. But I feel like there's a human that could do it. There's got to be. There's got to be. Hey, I love this kid already. He's promoting. Promote yourself. I love it. Yeah. Let well, us go check it out. We'll check it out, and everybody else can too. He's promoting himself better than we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> I have a commercial. What the hell? Hey, highlights like count, bro. Let us know where we will check that out. I was like, damn, I missed it. My phone been acting booty. It's because we got this heat wave here in Washington finally, and I didn't get my AC out the garage yet, so my house is kind of warm. I live on the top floor, so so I got my shirt off. I'm like, Ooh. is it like that heat wave? When I first came down there, it's actually more than that this time for a change. Everyone got a heat wave except wow. us, and we're waiting, waiting, and just started hitting. What? And now it's what, just like, what is a heat wave in Washington? Nothing. Well, right now it's in like Nothing. the 80s. 80s? Dude, I don't even like to go out of the house if it's under 80. This dude talking about a heat wave in my, I was at work rocking a hoodie and everything. It was 91 the other day. I didn't even have the air on. Dang. I like I mean, it. I'll give it to you, buddy. It has been really nice, but I wouldn't call that a heat wave because it, it is warm, but it ain't no heat wave. Maybe you want to do you guys think it's a heat wave because you guys are used to rain 24-7. It has to be the house on the top level. That's why. I'm here to sweat my balls off. Let me tell you about the heat. Now, see, the last three days, I've been pouring concrete. Now, oh, yesterday geez. it was 107 degrees. Oof. We was pouring concrete, throwing mud like badasses. Heat, Man, nothing, I but it's still pretty terrible. <laughs> Never mind. I was praying Arizona lots, Arizona lots. He was like, yeah, every day. He was like, yeah, it's 100 to every day. Oh, it's 100 something. It's bad. It's just part of the you job. Know. You know, you just got to be out there in it. You do know every street beefs West Coast fighter that watches this is going to go. Heat wave, that's a Tuesday in December. 
Like, <laughs> oh man, I think I'm pretty sure it's it's been like super bad out in Texas too. I know it gets real hot out there. Oh no. His phone, see, his phone just got overheated too. See, you think I'm playing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, my dad says it's 94 degrees. It's nighttime. Damn. And <laughs> like, hey, you have a long sleeve on? Dude. No. What? Oh, I, would I would die. I would die. I would die. It's not my car. Listen, my air is on. Oh, okay, okay. Like, it's crazy out here. But. A lot of the problem in Arkansas is the humidity. Like, it is, it's a very wet, hot. Very uh, My very bad. But yeah, overheated. No, I, I was reading <laughs> comments and accidentally clicked leave. Oh, no. Oops. Well, that's all right, guys. We've kept you way longer than we usually do, and we appreciate it so much. So why don't yeah. you guys shout out your social medias and stuff before we get out of here? Oh, mine is uh, Return to Monkey. It's a little two. It's like just the number two, Return to Monkey. That's that's really for the most part. That's the the most I post on as far as fighting goes. Is my Instagram. Yeah. All right. And Jordan, shout yours out again so people remember. My Instagram is Showtime MMA twenty two, and that's two twos. And yeah, you want to keep up to keep up to date with what I'm what's going on and how my training is going. Hit it up. Hey man, I saw you and Shiloh had some good roles the other day. I don't know if it oh, was yeah. actually the other day or the day you posted it, but I'm digging that. Yeah, we we like get that. it, we get it, we we grind in there. So I'm. I've always wanted, do you actually, uh, do you spar with the seven ounces when you're MMA sparring or do you do those gloves? Uh, so we, so these last couple of weeks we've been, we've changed how we've been training. So we'll come in, we start training at six, we'll do 45 minutes of, uh, conditioning. And then we start out with 20, 30 minutes of wrestling. Then we'll switch over to grappling and then we'll switch over to grappling with submissions and then we go to mma gloves and we'll do some live action with those and then we switch over to boxing gloves and do live with that and then if we want to we can go live with our mma gloves so like this will be our last week of doing that kind of stuff and then all next week will just be all conditioning but we usually we we play a smart we we do our hand wraps uh it's rare that we go with the mma gloves usually nine times out of ten we're using boxing gloves but we were all feeling kind of ballsies the last couple of weeks. So we we're like, let's throw in MMA gloves. Cause I mean, some of us, oh, like yeah. I said, we got a few, few guys in there that are getting ready to start fighting and we want them to get used to being tagged with that size glove. Dude, it hits and different. So, yeah, Dude, that's because I mean, it, it is, it's different getting hit with a boxing glove than it is an MMA glove. And just, we kind of want them to get used to it. So, but it's we, like, we try to, throwing a rock at you basically yeah yeah so <laughs> but yeah it's that's kind of we've been switching up our practice and so we only do that the mma gloves for a little bit and then like i said towards the end me shiloh and nathan will usually just go all out with the mma gloves which probably isn't the best but 
we're some tough son of a gun, so it's okay. Right on. Yeah. I was All right. If you guys want to check out my new banner, you can see Zwell on the Instagram at www.zwell-world.com. I got hey, even bro, more this fun stuff. This, this dude's next level, bro. He's the only fighter that's giving me a business card. <laughs> thank you. And I got actually my... badass. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff's hand-drawn, too. I just got my square that's in the really, mail for all my uh, pop-up events. I can take credit cards and debit cards now. Hell, yeah. So, but yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Interesting, bro. Dude just handed, like, I don't know if, if it was one of the ones that you sent with the uh, the box. Or if this is one you personally gave. I think this one you personally gave to me. But I thought that was that was impressed. I was like, he's got a business card. Oh, yeah. I gave that yeah. to you personally. I handed that to you. Yes. I like that. But and I think it's interesting. That, uh, I have a evolution of shirts from, like, I started out from with the scrapyard. And the first one, I was, like, with the iron is ripped. And you can have the images isn't even on there. And it's terrible. And now I look at it like, I can look like. Oh, wait, speaking of merch, this upcoming week, I have all my vinyl. You will be seeing on my website the official Yankee and the Brit t-shirt. This is the drawing that you will find on the t-shirt. It's a chrome microphone is what I'm using with red, white, and blue. Or no, the background's white and the Anthony black. But if you want to support Yankee and the Brit, official t-shirts will be up for the end of this week. Also... We are now on iHeartRadio. So if you want to follow Ooh, us on iHeartRadio, yeah. check us out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, all the other platforms. And thank you guys again for giving us your time, everybody. We really appreciate it. You guys really are Appreciate awesome. you guys having us on here. Love it's always guys. a pleasure. Well, let's go, Jordan. We're going to get this win. And yes, I said we because we are all behind you. So yes, let's sir. go get this all win. Way, thank brother. you for giving us your time, Monkey. And thanks, everybody, for watching. One world, one love. Deuces. Hey.